Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. You're listening to Theater and College Hoops. I'm Subi. Alongside me today is The Shark. We're brought to you by the Barnburner Podcast Network. Subscribe on whichever device you use. This episode of Feet is also brought to you by Beach House Soaps. No matter where you live, bring a little bit of the beach to your home with Beach House's all-natural soaps. Be sure to find them at beachhousesoaps.com. Your college hooper of the week is Harper Camp, former big man for the Cal Golden Bears. Harper Camp was anchoring down low for Cal when they were actually good. They've been terrible ever since, but I'm talking about the Jerome Randall years. You're talking about the Jorge Gutierrez years, Patrick Christopher. Uh, Harper Camp was in and around that time. That was the last time Cal was any good. Check out the website at thebarnburner.com. That's v-barnburner.com. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at CBB Theater. You should also follow me at sub 232 to find out where the feet is. And make sure to follow Taylor at Taylor Dammel and the shark at the underscore shark underscore BB. Let's open the curtains. Back in the saddle here. Halloween just a few days away. Shark, any ideas, thoughts on what you're doing? Are you going couples costume? Are you going individual? Are you doing costume at all? Um, as of now, it's somewhat of a couples costume. We are doing popular TV shows in, in the calendar 2021 year. So the two shows that we have identified at the time, I'm not going to tell you who's going to play which role just because I don't want to dox us out here. You know, I got I got a pseudonym that I operate under over here, but we're going w- with Mayor of Easttown and Ted Lasso, some type of crossover that's going to happen there. Now, I say that as we record the show, there's a video going and you can see me and I'm wearing a Peaky Blinders hat right now. It's just happened to be right next to my desk. And I think I may have to do a hard pivot to go Peaky. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not I can get the whole other outfit don't call what you're wearing an outfit, Jason Isbell, Drive-By Truckers, phenomenal song. Splice that in if we can at some point here. But um, anyways, back to Peaky Blinders. Probably going to go Peaky at this point because I like the way this hat's sitting. So when you said a crossover between Mayor of Easttown and Lasso, are you, are you saying like one character is yeah, yeah someone from Mayor and one's from Lasso? Correct. Now, are there, is there a connection, or are you guys just going no. individually? Well, I mean, if, if there's if there's an overall theme to that, it's they both happen to be TV shows that aired within this year. So it's, I mean, it's a loose theme. I, I will I will get you with that. Um, but hey, we're 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 scraping over here. Yeah. No. I, the older we get, the less and less inspired I become. And this yeah. is someone who was. Ron Swanson and and my fiance was Tammy a couple years ago. And I even got the, the whole middle of my mustache shaved off. It didn't rub off. Uh, I didn't shave it off. It rubbed off from friction. That's a Ron Swanson quote, but uh, Ted Lasso, that's the, I don't, I don't know mayor of Easttown. Ted Lasso. I'm a you never familiar. watched that? You no, I've heard, that? I've heard great things though. Been, you're, you're a Pennsylvania guy too. Never. I mean, never got into it. It's on HBO, right? Yeah. I mean, what the hell were you doing this summer? Not much. I know your calendar. I mean, what the hell are you doing? 
re I was actually catching up on or not catching up watching for the first time the OC did a lot of minutes in the OC this uh, this is special that's one of those moves where you shouldn't have given me the actual answer you should have just came up with a reason to go to the next topic well that that was a horrible answer in a post-pandemic world or in a pandemic world I should say the past two summers I've just buried terrible soap opera tv so this past summer I did the OC Year previous or summer previous, I went through Desperate Housewives. So uh, I, I had to keep the theme going, I suppose. But yes, you do have the nice high and tight right now. You look a little bit like John Boy, maybe a little Tommy Shelby. You ruined it, though. That's what I, we're going as. We're going as Peaky Blinders, as a Are matter really? of fact. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole reason and the crux of it is because uh, my little Welsh Terrier has this like beard. And she looks, I think she looks just like Arthur Shelby when you pull out her her beard hairs. She just looks like a crazy Arthur Shelby uh, mustache. Arthur so, Shelby, right. Don't it sound right. like I'm right? It's not a bad. Bit. He just not says bad. right all the time. Yeah. Yeah. She's crazy too. She, uh, she's not as maniacal or or seething or angry as Arthur Shelby, but like the it. whole, yeah, the, the, the whole group outfit is based on that. Now, uh, me, I think I'm just going as Aparama Gold because. I don't look anything like a Shelby. So I had to go I mean, with him. I, mean, I would never put you in that box. You can be anything you want to be, baby. It's 2021. You go f- spread your wings. So I think, yeah, we're going to be Shelby's. I'd also like to attack this, uh, this item with you. I think it was sometime in August. You would, you would cleared out your calendar. You said, do not book me for this weekend because I got a Halloween party. And that was back in August. Is that still um, going on? Like, is, is is that still a go, this party? It sounds like the party of the century. You got the RSVP it's, uh, earlier I mean, it's really, than my wedding. That's really not. I mean, the, and it's an unfair characterization from you. The question that I received was, can I, can someone send general availability for upcoming weekends because we would like to do a golf trip? Um, but a lot of people ignore the fact that I responded promptly so, to at least get the dialogue to continue. So I responded Gave my availability. It generally was pretty tight. I mean, I had BCNC State last a couple weekends ago. That was a disaster. Um, I got uh, Tennessee, Georgia in a couple weeks. That's going to be a disaster. I'm going to New Orleans here. I got, I got Philly tomorrow. I'm all over the place. And I happen to say, oh, what about this Saturday? Someone asked me this this one Saturday in the end of October. Um, I also had the football team versus the Saints. That was a disaster. Football teams have lost seven straight games. I'm on the ropes over here. Uh, but I said I got a Halloween party that I got to go to in Boston. It was met with just a way too severe overreaction about how far out I book Halloween. And the next day is Halloween. I mean, it's pretty reasonable to not plan a golf trip with a bunch of dudes on Halloween weekend. I don't think anyone's blaming you. I think we're actually blaming that unknown party who said, look, I, I mean, no one plans Halloween. You know, you might have to go to a Halloween party during the weekend of Halloween, but it sounded like this was set in stone during the summer. It wasn't the summer. It was late summer. All right. For one, it's just like you want, yeah, maybe it was an early note put down about having the party. I I could agree with it. You at that point, but I just answered the question honestly. You want me to tell you that? I mean, I, and I also don't think you should be booking anything when Halloween falls on a weekend like that. Right. This isn't a Wednesday where Halloween can arguably be celebrated the weekend before the weekend after. You know, we're at a point where this is the weekend. It's the epitome of we shot the messenger. Yeah, You're always told not to shoot the messenger. We shot the messenger. Not bad. Happens that way. All right. Well, we got a great episode. I'm very excited. One of my favorite episodes of the year is prediction time, preview time. And I'm especially happy to have you because I know for a fact uh, with your very busy schedule, I'm not saying that facetiously, had you not been on here, you would have listened to this once it was published in two days' time, three days' time, and you would have sent to the group chat basic responses. You guys suck. Those are hack takes. Oh, you're going to take X, Y, and Z? Well, how, way to go out on a limb, soup. So I'm very happy that we're now able to get your picks on record. And again, we, we both understand that it doesn't really become real until post-Halloween, but... I love the preview show, baby. College Hoops tipping in about two or three weeks. we got a great opening slate. Why don't we dive in here and start with the ACC? Shark, I'll kick it to you, your conference winner coming out of the ACC. In the words of Petey Pablo, North Carolina. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board in North Carolina. I know Duke's getting a lot of run. I also realized I just quoted 
by naming this team name. So it wasn't much of a quote, but I, I get that. You can poke fun at me for that. But I'm going with I'm going with Carolina. I like Hubert Davis. I like what they're returning. I like Brady Manick coming off the bench. I always liked Caleb Love last year as well. I mean, I think he's a bucket getter. Um, and I just, you know, this team, I, I get the hype with this. It, I, I always hesitate to jump on board teams that the foundation is a guy that I've literally never seen play. And I'm referring to Banchero on Duke. Like we, we all are just assuming he is, you know, Carmelo Anthony, or we're assuming that he is Michael Beasley or all these just outstanding college players. I, I mean, I'd like to see it. You know, I'd like to see them show up and play a little bit. Uh, and I just like the, you know, Carolina, I think most guys that they're returning are sophomores or juniors. There's a little bit of, which is, you know, pretty senior, laden thing to have in college basketball nowadays, especially with talented players like Bacon and Black and all those other guys. So Dawson Garcia, another guy that they had that transferred in from Marquette. I know Marquette, the other dude, the old man, the 30-year-old, uh, Theo John went to Duke, but I would rather have Darson Gar- Dawson Garcia. So if I think there's any kind of testament for who's the better program, it's that right there. You got two Marquette forwards diverged in a yellow wood. You know, one pick one place, the other one pick another place. That's Robert Frost. For those of you that don't keep up with literature back home, um, I'm going Carolina. All right. So well, on on that same road, I mean, the road was Tobacco Road. I'm assuming that's that's what Robert Frost was discussing. Keep, I like it. Pick up pick up a bit and run with it. That's good. Frost. Uh, I'm going to go Duke though. So where to begin? Well, obviously Coach Gay is done for the the year, right? After this year, I should say, and it'll it's going to be his farewell tour. So three of the top five scorers coming back for the Blue Devils, and you mentioned him already, but they got this Italian bird joining their roster. No, it's not a lot of Fachina from Austin Powers. That's not the Italian bird I'm talking about. It's Paolo Banchero, baby. And yeah, I'm going to buy into his hype. I'm buying into Chet Holmgren's hype. I kind of wish we were able to see footage, or I haven't seen footage of it yet, but Duke scrimmaged Villanova, and I guess Banchero was the best player on the floor. Now, read into that what you will. It's just a scrimmage, uh, but I'm very much excited uh, for him to to make his mark, and I think he's going to easily do that. A lot of people, I don't, I forget, is he on the? He's not a preseason All American just yet, but he was getting a lot of a lot of hype to be on a preseason All American team. Um, and also, look, I'm going to ride the wave. It's a huge year for Italians. They're fresh off of winning the European Cup, so I'm really pushing that bit right here as well. They also have this seven footer. You may have heard of him, Mark Williams. Shooter and Joey Baker, and of course the thirty-year-old launch pail guy, Theo John. Uh, so I'm going to go with Duke here, and I think it really is going to be based off of this sort of two-pronged approach of well, last year we were terrible and really let down Coach K. Cannot do that this year. You do not have that room for error, uh, and I, I hate sort of being this guy because Coach K deserves all these accolades. We're we're talking about how tiresome it's going to be in the farewell tour is going to be everyone groveling over him. But if there's one person in any sport that deserves that type of attention, that type of treatment, it's K. So that's all that to say. Refs are going to be in Duke's pockets a little bit more than we're used to. I'm not going to lie. You, you Come to terms with it right now. Uh, so I'm going to go with Duke here. Shark, I want to ask you, though, on this farewell tour. What 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 gifts are different schools going to be giving Coach K? Can you can we have a brainstorm sesh here? Any ideas of of what let's say like Miami or Virginia is going to give them? Are they, have they already announced that that's going to happen? Like the Jeter and David Ortiz farewell tours, where it's like you give them a little something that's signature to the city. So they haven't announced anything. I'm just running with it. I, I okay. have a feeling that's what's going to happen. So let me let me kick us off here a little bit. Miami, I'm thinking they're just going to give them like a surfboard. Virginia, a uh, copy of the Declaration of the Ind- of Independence. Louisville, a baseball bat with his name inscribed. I'm joking with a lot of these. I think Louisville is going to give him that. Uh, Syracuse, a photo of Bayheim ripping off his jacket when they played in Cameron's five or six years ago. I think we all remember that meltdown. Georgia Tech, I'll say a special booth at Magic City. Uh, Clemson, nothing. Brad Brownell still being employed is gift enough. So those are some of the ACC foes uh, and the gifts that they're going to give them. Anything, anything really percolate in your head? 
No, that was pretty impressive. It sounded like it was really off the cuff too. Not like you walked in with those already in the chamber. So it put me on the spot like that. But hey, it's good enough for this. I, I can I go back to your point of Joey Baker. I, the guy's like a senior at this point. All right, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you remember his first game as a true freshman? Whenever he came in, I, he started pretty well. And then um, this isn't like pro football or the NBA where you can give people time to develop. Like it's over in four years. And this is year number four. For Joey Baker. Admittedly, I did try and slide him in there. That's one of those I slide sandwiches. No, that, you're not. You're not. That's not sliding by me right now. All right. You slide him in between. So I had mentioned Banchero, mentioned Mark Williams, you're like, yeah. oh, Joey Baker, then Theo John. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is he like the the pickle on a sandwich? You don't necessarily need it's, it, but it, uh, it's insulting to pickles. I think pickles play a vital role. Although I'm more of a fan of like, if I got a sandwich and chips and there's a pickle off to the side, I'll never put the pickle in the sandwich. I save it for the end. It's like a dessert, you know? I don't, I don't put down. I don't know why I do that. On the side. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's Joe. That's Joey Baker in a nutshell. Uh, So that's the ACC. You got Carolina. I got Duke. Can I say, can I just say, don't sleep on Syracuse, by the way, you throw another Bayheim in there and you got Gerard. I mean, I don't care who they got playing the, the Dolajai and any other role. They'll, They'll find someone to do that. But those three, Two guys, really. I think the old Bayheim stinks, but um, yeah. Is, is Dolajai still there? No, he's gone. He's got to be gone, right? Oh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Hey, that's a nice little Easter egg right there. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm all for that, by the way, because Buddy Bayheim is getting overlooked for some reason, uh, and I love Paolo, but I I think Buddy's going to win ACC Player of the Year. Yeah. I, it's just one of those things where it's like, why? It, I, I get it because we're projecting and we're taking the the accounts of people that have watched Bonchero play before. But did you watch Betty, Buddy Beheim in the tournament? He was like the greatest shooter I've ever seen in my life. So, and now more and more that video of him high fiving Carmelo when he was a baby during the Final Four run that's going to start circulating a lot more uh, before Beheim's out. So yeah, no, I, I, I like the Syracuse pick. Uh, it, Dark horse, I should say. Yeah. Let's move on then to the Big Ten. Shark, who's winning the Big Ten? I, I'm not happy with this one just because they, I kind of had went against them last year, but I'm going to go with Michigan. Just it sucks. It's boring. It's a lazy pick. I know everyone loves Purdue, but if everybody loves Purdue, then that means everybody loves Purdue. So it's just, you know, it's not really that much of a dark horse anymore at that point, but I like Michigan. They're bringing back Dickinson. They got that five-star in Houston. Love that point guard, Eli Brooks, that chubby little guy can move around, hits big shots, my kind of guy. Um, And then they'll just, I mean, Juwan Howard will just find everyone else to play into their role. I think they got a big time transfer from Coastal Carolina. So I like that team. And I just think they have, they've been there before. They've, They've seen it done. They'll do it again. I'm going to go again with the the rival of the team that you picked. I'm actually going to go Ohio state this year. I'm very much on Purdue. I do love them, but, and I actually think Purdue is going to be a final four team, but in, in thinking about how a, a season's going to play out, it's very clear to me that Purdue's going to be good, but they're going to drop a few uh, that'll, that'll, leave them out of contention for the big 10 title. So I'm going to go Ohio state a year removed from an absolutely stunning exit at the hands of oral Roberts and Max Aismith. Uh Ohio state's going to come back with a vengeance because they really only lost Dwayne Washington from a team that was, I mean, how can you say really only lost? He was the guy that scored like every single point when it mattered in that game in the tournament. Well, I mean, they only played one game. I'd, I'd say that their best player all year last year was EJ Liddell. Who'd they lose to? Remind me. I just told you, Earl Roberts, Max Aismas. Oh, that's right. No, who? Um, I was thinking of the Big Ten tournament. That, that's what it was because I remember uh, they lost in the finals to Michigan, right? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. so. I'm not sure. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I forgot the Earl Roberts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> EJ Liddell, Justice Stewing, Kyle Young, Zed, not dead, Key, Justin Aaron, Seth Towns. Every single one of those guys is back from a top 15 team last year. They're still stacked. You and I both love Chris Holtman. Uh, I also don't think the Big Ten is going to be that strong of a conference, if I'm being honest with you. I think there's really only four strong teams uh, and then somewhat of a steep drop-off. I'm thinking like Purdue, Michigan, Ohio State, who I who I talked about in Illinois. Uh, rents, rents due on Illinois. That's for damn sure. 
I've, I don't know how much longer I can ride Underwood and those guys, but they got Kofi coming back. I'm going to go Ohio State here mostly because they got really good coaching. They got uh, they, they suffered a crazy upset, and they're not losing a ton of players. Uh, EJ Liddell, watch him on the National Player of the Year stage too. Yeah, so the game, to correct my mistake from beforehand, the, the game was against Illinois in the Big Ten Championship, and I honestly I forgot who won that game. But I just remember Dwayne Washington being the only guy that could create his own shot. Now, Liddell is obviously a great player as well, kind of a classic college basketball guy, a little – little undersized forward, but he has some game to him. I'm surprised you didn't go back to your boys here. I think Illinois belongs not so much as a team that has a lot of expectations, but someone that is just good and can kind of coast through the, through the league because they do return most of their guys. I know they're losing out on an all American, but they still got Coburn who is an all American. And then everybody, I didn't see it. I mean, I watched him play. I watched all the games play, um, but Curbelo, um watch the mouse click. You could just tell me in person next time, all right? Sorry for the listeners. But Curbelo, I, I mean, he looked like he was a – I people are saying he's going to be one of the best guards in the league this year. And from what I saw last year, he's kind of crafty, but I don't see that much of a difference maker out there. Will you join me? I asked you this went, Hold on, but what I mean by not much of a difference maker, because people are going to say, you don't think Curbelo's a difference maker? What the fuck? No, I mean like in talking in a top 10 player in the country. I, I don't see that. Yeah, he's not a top 10 player of the country. All I care about is pushing my agenda for what could be one of the best nicknames in all of college, and that's Condiment Curbelo because he's got so much sauce, baby. I don't usually do this because I, like, I'm like i not shameless enough. You know when Rothstein or some of these big Twitter accounts will post something and then people will reply in the comments to a, for a link to their pod or – uh, hey, check out what I what I put together an article or anything like that. Yeah. I don't normally do that, but I think it was Seth Davis who tweeted something out about uh, Curbelo, and I was like, "Condiment Curbelo, so much sauce." And I think I got twenty or so likes from all Illinois fans. So I think it's gaining a little steam uh, with the Illini guys. So why don't you why don't you help push that agenda? I'll throw a like. I mean, you know, I'm a supportive guy. I'll throw a like. Is, is actually, is this a good time for us to talk about your tweets over the weekend? Yeah, we can do it. I set the line. Yeah. So if you were following me on Twitter or Sue on Twitter, you saw over the weekend he had the house to himself. Uh, we set the line. It was a big sports weekend. Red Sox were still alive. Basketball, NBA started, college football, NFL. We set the line at 63 tweets from Sue, and that included replies. So going forward, I think what I'm going to do is I'm not going to set a line. I'm going to have people respond with what they think. So they Sue doesn't get the number in his head and can manipulate his responses and his actions and all that. Cause I don't trust him. I don't trust the guy. So going forward, I may throw a little prize out to anyone that guesses at the closest each week, but you guys have seen this. And this is going to include, this will include tweets from the Titch account. So farmer friend rubbing the nipples, everything else like that is all included. Theater so- button. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm all for it with the Titch account because I got a duty to perform. I got I got Farmer Franz. I got the smashing the theater button. Didn't we have to, uh, uh, to me? This is cinema. We we talked about incorporating Bong Joon Ho as well during the season. So yeah, don't tell me what the line is. I think you got to look from the Titch account. You got to look at at what the slate of games are and you know the actual matchups. Now, in terms of this past weekend, you're right. Usually, it's a deadly combo. Me alone big sports weekend tv to myself it's it's the perfect storm shooter mcgavin reviewing the meteorology reports in the perfect storm the perfect storm that's what it was but you did make the mistake of telling me because it did creep into my mind saying to myself all right let's exercise a little bit of discipline here this is a this is a test for you it's almost like that whole 30 that i do right no alcohol for a month no no sugars nothing no junk food for a month can you go an entire 24 hours with the house to yourself on a huge sports weekend and not tweet? I, I entered Saturday trying to do that. But at the same time, college football slate was terrible. Dude, Nothing really moved me except for that nine overtime game. But you Except for that nine overtime game. But do, you do understand that I know that you were going to react that way. It's like have you? sometimes people will run a boring run to the right side uh, just to like get the defense to react on how they would react to the run to the right side. Then boom, in the third quarter, you turn around, do a naked bootleg and you hit someone deep on the left side. I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm blowing you thinking that, okay, now you got to be monitoring your tweets. Now you're going to be monitoring your tweets and that's going to be baked into the future. Well, 
I mean, it doesn't doesn't impact the Titch account. Personal, maybe. It's but it, it, it's not so much about the victory that you would go under this week. It seems like you want to go under. That's a takeaway that I have. You don't want to be someone that's known as tweeting a lot. It's more so about to generate interest, get people talking about it. You go down to the the, uh, the the coffee shop in the morning. You're picking up the newspaper. You got saying, "Hey, see me tweet Subi sent the other day." That's a conversation. All right, now we're growing. Now we're talking. All right, pulling the engine. You know what I always say though, and I think I proved it this weekend. Not a tweeting man. Just a man who tweets. It's good. All right. That's right. Let's All right. L- let's move on to the SEC. Shark. Tennessee. There you go, baby. We're on the same page. Tell me about the Vols. You're on the same page with me? I'll wow. join you. I'll join anyway, you. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do a little exercise in you telling me why I'm there? A little role reversal. All right. I feel like I'm in the therapist chair here. Tennessee, bring back the folk man who had an absurd offseason, by the way. Right, so folk, if, folk man if doing this is, NIL. If this is like your first argument. It's already terrible. I mean, I get I'm good. I'm with you. I'm glad we're on the same. Why do you not? Folk man, not, not, not a, a vital piece I, of this. He's about, a, he's vital in the same sense that Mark Vital was vital. You know, like if Mark Vital was on that Pretty team. Pretty fucking without, vital. No, but without those good players. Like well, they're yeah. not going to. Yeah. It's about the good second. players. All right, fine. Just yeah. give me a second. All right, just I, don't I mean, be with Folky. You know, come maybe with the five star point guard. That's the engine. All right. I was I was going to end with him. That's how you, that's how you do it. All right. Maybe the you shooter end, from Auburn. You end with the bang. Know. What are you you gonna you gonna first and foremost thank your parents at the wedding? You got to lead up crescendo to your parents and the most important people. All right. That's why you go with the nobodies. I like think I disagree. I think you get out immediately and you thank the the big ticket items there. You know, put up a poll actually. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, yeah. no, um, you, we both have weddings coming up in a year. We should probably iron this out. But anyways, tell me about Tennessee. I mean, I just want to really recap Fulkerson's offseason. Showing up, showing up uh, on that news on that news station or you know, that, yeah, that local anchor. Yeah, his whole offseason was anything not about basketball. He's got a broken thumb right now. He's missing. Yeah, that it was great. <laughs> Nil offer. I think I saw him. He's he's making money. So they bring back Fulkerson, Santiago Viscovi. Uh, and Josiah Jordan James, do you have a nickname for that? Is it just Triple J? You got to get a nickname for that. Yeah, I, I would like for someone to shoot better than thirty five percent in order to give them a nickname. But well, so that's it, what that, that's the only concern I have is that putrid offense of yours. But Pond Springer, Keon Johnson gone, but you did like you had mentioned bring in Kennedy Chandler, and that's going to be a goddamn show. A lot of people comparing him to a DJ Augustin type for for rick barnes and i mean if he can be dj augustin that's an incredible uh incredible get already so yeah kennedy chandler is going to be the uh the the straw that stirs the drink key though is the offense you can defend offense is morbid barnes i think is going to need to rehaul the offense so that it runs through chandler and you play uh, his style of basketball whatever that might be i don't know a ton about kennedy chandler but you got to create offense through him so Obviously, you can defend. Pons is a, is a tough loss in that respect. But is the offense fixed? Yes. So I, I think um, Chandler is a very much a true point guard. All right, He's a floor general. He's not going to light it up scoring-wise. He's not that big. He's kind of a smaller guy. But we putting Viscovi off ball and allowing him to be more of a shooter where he's not slugging through dribbling left and can't beat anyone off the dribble, just painful to watch on a Sunday, Saturday afternoon. That won't happen anymore, and he can get back to being a shoot-first guard. Then you add Justin Powell, who is a big-time shooter for Auburn that transferred strangely after that year. Rick Barnes is, you know, they call it going through your vitamins. This is actually, I can't believe we didn't think of this bit, but this, this taking your vitamins. So Barnes will tailor an off-season workout for every single player on Tennessee about what they have to do to get better, and he'll call it. You do your get your vitamins in today, and we'll be like seventeen different drills that are tailored specifically to him. So like getting a pivot on your left foot as you curl into a shot or making 10 threes in a row. Powell's vitamins are strictly about being the shooter that we need that we did not have last year. Oh, by the way, we did have a shooter last year. His name was VJ Bailey. He was a transfer from Oregon. He was that lefty that would get very hot some games and very cold other games. So he'll be coming off the bench along with, you know, the the traditional guys that you would see. We actually have two another five-star Brandon Huntley Hatfield, which is one of those things I, I am excited about him, but in the same way as Bonchero, I can't speculate. 
you know, I just got to hope. And I know I didn't do that with Kennedy Chandler, but I think he's good enough to, and I've been following him a little bit longer than I would Benchero just because I knew Chandler was coming, but Hunley Hansfield's coming. We have another guy from the Bronx that reclassified little guy, little point guard, little scat back, get back there uh, to help us out. And then we have the two big finish backup, uh, Kamwa. It looks like Nakumu, but it's Kamwa. He's from Finland. And then Plasvich, who's terrible. I can sense the passion in your voice. Also, I'm excited. Vol's really going strong with the alliterative, alliterative hyphenated names, huh? Josiah, yeah. Josiah, you got Jordan James. What's what's his name? The the age H- Huntley, Huntley, Huntley Hanfield. Huntley Hanfield. Yeah, Vol's are going to be exciting. I feel like a lot of people forget Shark, and for the amount of shit that we obviously give you, this could be attributed to us. But a lot of people forget that I think prior to the Alabama game, you were rolling. Like late January, you were rolling. The Vols were rolling, and then uh, the wheels just really came off. And of course, it was because of the offense. But I think you were like nine and one in conference yeah. play, or something along those I, lines. And we were playing well in the SEC tournament too. I mean, we almost beat Alabama in that tournament game on that Sunday, and then sure enough, we got matched up with you know freaking Trust Pinkle over there, and they were the greatest team, twelve seed of all time, and. I, I will admit that you commented on the offense being putrid. It was painful. It was horrible. I mean, we were so bad offensively last year. And the good thing is the staff and the team has acknowledged that. And, you know, hopefully it gets fixed next year. I, I do have very high expectations for them here, though. I think we're going to be very good. Quick breather and a recap. ACC, you got Carolina. I got Duke. Big Ten, you got Michigan. I got Ohio State. We are in lockstep here in the SEC with the ball under the Pac-12. Shark, who's coming out of the West? Where do we where do we going now? What why are we not going alphabetically? We're missing like the big East, the Big 12. I'll get there. Which is just like a chaotic list. So we're in the Pac-12. All right, we don't have to go to the Pac-12. I, I mean Pac-12 UCLA. Pac-12 is going to be UCLA. I mean, it's pretty easy. You are Chuck. Sad to see how far you've fallen. Uh, it's just like they're they went to the finals last year and they returned every single person. It's got to be Oregon. I've said it a million times, Shark. Dana Altman runs the conference with an iron fist. If you want to take over as the best team in this conference, you need to go see the boss for permission. All right? That's Dana Altman in this conference. All right, let's do a little role play here, Shark. Therapy session. We're in the therapist's office. I'm Dana Altman. You come into my Pac-12, and I say, I want you to walk on water. What do you? How do you respond? How far do you want me to go? Wrong. You ask, is it all right if I get my socks wet, Mr. Altman, sir? <laughs> I want you to walk on water without getting your socks wet. Until then, I'm not overlooking Oregon. And let's not forget this about UCLA. Yes, of course, they went to the Final Four, but they were in the playing game for a reason. They were a very inconsistent squad that caught absolute fire. Uh, and hug for them for doing that. I, I Nothing but respect for Mick Cronin. Hat tip. I think they're going to be, obviously, very competitive for the Pac-12 title, but I am going to go Oregon. Um, and, of course, UCLA could have beaten Gonzaga. You and I were both there together watching that. But going Dana Altman, brings back Will Richardson and fellow Dante uh, and brings in Davion Harmon from Oklahoma. He had a great breakout year for the Sooners, uh, as well as Jacob Young. It's a family thing. Younger brother of former Oregon Pac-12 player, Mighty Joe Young. So I, I, I just – it really comes down to, like, show me. Show me. Right, show me you can do this over the course of an entire season because Dana Altman's done it. He's done it in the postseason. I've only seen UCLA just catch fire and run with it. Yeah, I, they showed you. I mean, what else do you need to see? Like you, the, you got Juzang, who was like an absolute star in the tournament. Tiger Campbell's a perfect college point guard. Your boy Hakez, who is an NBA talent, right there. They got the big guy coming back, big boy grilling on the roof. I mean, like, what more do they need to show you? I mean, that team was nasty and they were pretty damn good. Even in the, in the regular season, they had a kind of a bad lull. I remember them losing to Ohio state around Christmas time and that probably hurt their ranking a little bit, but they found a way in. So, I mean, Oregon, they, they are going to be who they always are, which is they're going to probably score a ton of points. Um, but I, I want a guy that can kind of create his own shot more than they would have on their team. I know Richardson was a phenomenal shooter, um, and Dante is probably going to be a great shot blocker, but I need someone that can go get his own bucket like Dylan Brooks used to do back in the day. Peyton Pritchard, bucket getters. Peyton Pritchard was your boy. That is for certain. They're, they're going to miss Duarte, who, by the way, is 
blow it up for the Pacers thus far. I, I couldn't have nailed Duarte any better. I got to give myself a pat on the back for that. Killed oh, but like Great player. Before you pat yourself on the back, remember when I had them the year before the Seton Hall. Everyone always is talking about this. My, the year I had Seton Hall in Oregon going to the finals, and then COVID hit. It was the only thing that could have stopped it. And that was because of Duarte and Richardson and all those guys, but also because of Peyton Pritchard. I just don't see this team being on that same level. Pac-12 is going to be fun, though, again. Um, let's move on then to the Big 12. Who you got coming out of the Big 12? You're going to be bored with me just because I'm going chalk at this point. Um, I, McCormick, Van Wilder House. Like, pull up a lazy boy, brother. You're in. He, he's, not even the, he's not even the most Van Wilder guy, though. Who would you say is? Baji? Dude, Mitch Lightfoot. No, Mitch, but, I mean, Mitch Light- Lightfoot is still there. Okay, but like McCormick is a Big 12 player Actual of the year. Player? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because you got a funny last name like Lightfoot doesn't get you in the house. All right. McCormick is, I mean, he's, he's the guy. He's Azabuke, McCormick. Like they're probably going to be another one that's coming in right after this. These guys are awesome. Um, and I, this is more of a play against Texas than anything else. I know everyone loves Texas. I know everyone loves Chris Beard. I know everyone loves the transfers. But you know, you got to, you got to like kind of see how the, recipe the ingredients come together a little bit first these are all young men who made the decision entirely for themselves to go play somewhere else so there's a little bit of ego in each one of them to go kind of figure out what's best for them and they're all going to go into this like big green egg together and it's like all right do we taste good together i know we got a cool coach and chris beard that gets fiery and all that but I mean, Chris Beard couldn't beat Muscle Milk in the tournament in the second round last year. So I'd like to see it all come together. And I think Kansas has got way too much experience with Abaji, um, McCormick. I mean, Remy Martin, I know that's your guy, but I mean, he's going he's gonna to be a good player for them. He knows how to score and they, they just have a shitload of talent. I actually kind of like them to win it all this year if you can get a good number on them. Well, I took them to the Final Four last year. I was really trying to go out of my way uh, and get a unique bracket. Which was a good team that I thought they like, were good. They were yeah. horrible in that stretch early in the year, and then they kind of got it together. But they're dangerous. Dude, they turned it around. But then David McCormick got COVID, and then I think he missed the Eastern Washington game, which uh, they, they squeaked out, and then they got absolutely obliterated by USC. But, yeah, Kansas, I'm taking Kansas as well. You know who uh, else I got? Yusefu. The kid from oh, Drake. Drake. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the warrior from Drake. They got him, too. He he was the one that really got the tournament started uh, in that playing game with that incredible dunk. So I'm going Kansas as well. The the, the tried and true, like the number one way I can tell if someone's a very ca- casual college basketball fan is if they go back to the well and make the same Perry Ellis joke about how he's the oldest player, yada, yada, yada. Perry Ellis played for four years. And I even said it when the joke was starting to gain steam. I was like, ha ha, uh, yeah, four years, I guess, is a long time now nowadays. But what Perry Ellis did wasn't that outrageous. He just looked like an old man. And combine that with the fact that he stayed for four years, which, like I said, is now unconventional. But Mitch Lightfoot, I swear to God, has been there for about seven years now. Uh, McCormick, yeah, he's been there for a while. Agbaji, uh, but these are all great players I won't put Lightfoot in as the great player, but Kansas, they only lose uh, Marcus Garrett. I should, I, you know, and I put only in, in quotes because Marcus Garrett's a hell of a ball player. If you're a Kansas Jayhawk fan, that's a guy that's probably has a special place in your heart. He was awesome, um, but he's gone uh, and, a, and a great locker room guy, but it's not a backbreaking loss for the Jayhawks. I think they opened the season at number two, like in the country. I thought UCLA was. Oh, yeah. Maybe UCLA. They're top five, though, I think. Kansas, Kansas is, is three. Yeah. Kansas is three. Thank you. So they bring back Egbaji, McCormick, Christian Braun, who so Shooter. much. So, yeah. But so much Nate Jacobs and Christian Braun from Euphoria. Do you see any white guy that looks kind of with a short haircut? You call him a guy from Euphoria. Chisel jaw. Chisel jaw. Yeah. Chisel jaw. Come on. Wait, you think you think I'm uh, comparing Luca Garza and Fulkerson to. to Nate Jacobs? No, but you just compared Luca Garza to Fulkerson, so maybe that's your other one. That's a that's a compliment to you. But uh, they also bring in a former preseason All-American last year, like you had mentioned, Remy Martin. Everyone enamored with the shiny new toy in Austin. And I'm looking forward to Texas getting their first tournament win since Shaka Smart took over, uh, really since the Rick Barnes era, which is kind of crazy. But they have all these new guys. They have all these transfers. And it takes time to gel and to play together. We see it in the NBA all the time when a bunch of free agents uh, go to 
a, a particular team, it takes a little bit of time for them to get their, the, the shit rolling. And those are professionals. We're talking about 18, 19, 20 year old kids here. Uh, it's going to be a little bit, it's not going to be an easy, easy fix there for Chris Beard. So I'm going to go with, with Kansas as well. Uh, and like, we, I, I can't believe we went this long without even mentioning Bill Self, the hall of famer. So, all right, good. Both on the Jayhawks. Let's round it out now. Big East. Who you got? Another lame one. Uh, I'm sorry, but I just don't see UConn or really anyone else competing with a Big East. I, I mean, I think they got two guys on the first team, another guy on the second team, probably like three more guys on the other teams. But Villanova is just head and shoulders beyond everyone else in the Big East, in my opinion. Um, anytime that the threat is, I mean, it's UConn, so they'll have talent, but you got Gillespie coming back. Who's been there for at least four years at this point. Cause we, I think he was injured early on in his career. I don't not, don't quote me on that though, but I, I think he's been there for at least four years. Obviously got hurt last year. If you recall in the tournament, the team that played Baylor best was Villanova without Gillespie. So there's just a kind of a culture there. Um, and I, I think when you can return talent like Samuels and Gillespie, um, you know, it's just going to register again for them. And they're, they're super old. They're veterans. This is a year for them to win it. Yeah. I'm going Nova as well. I don't think, I think we, it's unfair to blame yourself for going chalk with conference champions. I think now, if you go super chalk in the tournament, which I think this upcoming year, when we have our, our big bracket, like we convene with us three, uh, we need to get a lot more upsets in there. And I think I'm going to make sure well, that we, we have it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I, I think I'm going to make sure that we have a team from the first four uh, playing in the sweet 16 or elite eight. That shit always happens. But, yeah. And you got to be cognizant of it, but like to kind of just, yes, the picks that we're having are relatively chopped. But for, for instance, a team like Xavier in the big East this year, I love them. They return everyone. They got that big guy that transferred in from Iowa. Fremantle is a great player. Kunkel's still there. I mean, I just really like that Xavier team because it's everyone there. It's one more year to mesh, work with one another, but they're just not better than Villanova. So I, I think Xavier could certainly be a top 20 team this year, but that's just where I'm at. Yeah, and there's no point in going against the grain just for the sake of going against the grain. So that's why I'm going Villanova as well. They return almost everyone from that team that gave Baylor the most fits. I think they pretty much dominated him in the first half, and it took, obviously, that patented Baylor run, which we saw all of last year, to go ahead and win that game in the second half. But they returned everyone with the of JRE, who's now on the Thunder. Cole Swider, who transferred to Syracuse. Uh, Colin Gillespie, he could be a player of the year. He's going to be on all of these kinds of lists throughout the year. Justin Moore, he's looking to make that next leap. Uh, and Jermaine Samuels, I know he's taking advantage of his extra year. So all in all, it's just too much firepower in Philadelphia for me to not take Villanova here. Now, with that said, Shark, with that said, I think everyone's going Nova out of the Big East. The question is, who comes in number two? I'm very high on the Johnnies. Uh, and I'm not going to be sipping. Xavier? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to be sipping on the champagne baby. Champagne. Kunkel and Champagne. Our guys don't know what to really. <laughs> they are. I mean, that's well. Kunkel got that leg tattoo. I, I earlier this year, I had I put a lot of faith in guys with left forearm tattoos. Taylor Heineke, Tanner Taylor Tanner Hauk, um, and Kunkel's got that leg tattoo. You never want to trust those guys. Hauk gave up a big home run. Heineke flopped on the like a fish on the one yard line. You know, I put too much faith in left forearm tats, and I kind of feel the same way about Kunkel right now. But and and guys with K's in their last name. Heineke, Conkle. Yeah. You're was seeing it, the themes. The third one. Uh, um, Tanner Hauk. Hauk, that's right. Yeah. So, all right, let's recap here, Shark. Officially official on record. Got nothing from Taylor. Taylor, obviously not on the program, asked him if he wanted to text over his picks. Apparently Douglas. the cable guys are over there. He's moving in. No, see, I'm not I, – I, I got to give him got to give him some credit here. He's moving into a new home. Cable guys there, uh, although I suppose he could have texted. But to recap, ACC, Shark with Carolina, I got Duke. Big Ten, Shark goes Michigan, I got Ohio State. SEC, we're both on the Vols. Pac-12, Sharks got UCLA, I got Oregon. Big 12, we're both on the Jayhawks. And the Big East, we're both 
on Villanova. Let's get to another uh, quick hitter here. Shark, did you hear what Bob Huggins had to say earlier this week? Yeah, wasn't it something about getting mid-majors out of it? That wasn't really. Very disappointing. Very disappointing statement from Bob Huggins. He basically said major conferences should create their own college basketball postseason event and ditch the NCAA tournament. And to his credit, he pretty much said it was about money and popularity, uh, which I mean, there's a parallel here with what uh, European soccer tried to do. They pretty much tried to do the same thing by saying, hey, let's get all the big clubs like Manchester United, Manchester City, Juventus, and and not play and, and you know create our own super tournament, right? Uh, so that's what Huggins is trying to do here. And it's it's pretty much blasphemy. I would go so far as to say it's sacrilegious. Uh, I was very disappointed, and I didn't think it would come from a guy like Huggins, who seems to be your salt-of-the-earth type of character, who seems to be the guy that uh, you know embodies the blue-collar underdog, which is the whole purpose of the NCAA tournament. It's so that we can see an Oral Roberts and Max Azemus beat Ohio State. Uh, and you know what? A lot of people have been saying, hey, maybe Thomas Walkup is driving him to this thought because Thomas Walkup and Stephen F. Austin beat West Virginia in the tournament a couple of years ago. I was just really disappointed in Huggins here, Shark. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it from a guy like that. But, um, I mean, it, it's easier to punch down when, when you, you know, maybe that's – they may not be that very good this year, so they may be competing on the bubble with the likes of other bubble teams to get in there. So it makes sense from a job security perspective. Uh, if you're not going to be great, you, you're going to be competing with some of those teams or they're the ones that can, you know, completely end your expectations in season. So I don't know. Interesting take. Well, it's just, it's, it's odd, especially because of who I, or how I describe Bob Huggins, but he's been in the sport for so long that he should know that this is exactly how college basketball works. It's not like he's some new hotshot coach who, who has, I don't know, some cutting edge ideas. He's a he's an old timer. He knows exactly what the NCAA tournament's about, and I mean, while he's he'll probably try and it, it never comes off good. Like this is at the very least is just poor publicity for a guy like Bob Huggins uh, to say that. I also think it's kind of funny that he puts himself uh, in in the tiers of like big time college hoops, and of course West Virginia is, but within those bigger schools, there's also tiers. Right, you're not a Kentucky, you're not a Duke, you're not a Carolina. Point blank period, West Virginia is not a blue blood. So if we really wanted to take the cream of the crop, I don't think the Mountaineers would be involved. Especially after that performance against Syracuse. Still haven't forgiven them for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Bob Huggins, man, come on. Let's 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 get better. Let's act right. Let's act properly here. We got the tournament or we got basketball coming up in three weeks. Uh let's go ahead and get to some segments. Shark. Can you pull up your Twitter for me real quick and give us some Friday bracketology? I can. Fucking Dustin Hopkins just signed with the Chargers. You know he's never going to miss a kick for the rest of his life, that bastard. Um, I mean, the Chargers have some of the worst luck with kickers. so It'll, it'll get fixed right now because the terrible football team kicker will come in and not be terrible. All right. Anyways, Friday bracketology. Oh. That just sucked morale out of me over here. Um, why? Did you just want him to be on it? I don't, I don't know. What does it matter? Him, no, I, I have no clue. I don't know why I feel this way, but I do. All right, last four in. John Smoltz, what a terrific broadcaster. I mean, this was dated from last Friday, so the Sox were still alive. But every time he makes a call, he knows exactly what's going to happen every single time. It's like Tony Romo, but over the course of a four-hour baseball game on all the little intricacies. He was great. Good foliage. I'm in New England. It's beautiful out there. Perfect time of year for some good foliage. They're all gonna, the leaves are all going to fall down soon, but right now they're great. Um, wearing gear of local playoff team to another local team's regular season game. Very specific, but you see it a lot in Boston. I was at a Celtics game on Friday night. If someone were to wear Red Sox gear to that Celtics game, that's what I'm talking about. That's in. And then lastly, quarter zips. Great season for quarter zips right now. Not too cold. Hand up. Mr. Supermind, speak. I just wanted to see if I can add one more after you're done here, but go ahead with the quarter spiel. I mean, when they sell themselves. I got nothing else to say on top of it. Yeah, you know what that, I'm talking about. That's true. Um, for the next iteration, can we include referring to a teammate or a player by their number? Right. So if we think of it, you got 
I don't know, Tom Brady. That's an easy one, man. Yeah, 12 was, that. 12, I actually, I, that's not going to make really it. it out there. It's not right. going to make it on my list. It can make it, it on someone's list. It's not. I don't do that. Well, then, can we put it on the other side of the bubble? I don't think it's out either, though. I think it's a true bubble. You know, <laughs> like that's a Virginia Tech Seth Greenberg team right there. All right. All right. First four out. Dan Snyder. Enough said. Um, can't stand him. <sighs> Hopkins to the Chargers. Um, all right. Having more than two fantasy teams, like at some point, and I saw the I saw the college hoops guy, the scores guy. Yeah, buzzer kid. beaters. I love buzzer, buzzer beaters. beaters. Yeah, big fan of him. He came in there like, brother, look at what you just typed to me and tell me you're not on the first four out right there. All right. You got your AFC league, you got this league, like two. All right. Keep it at two. It's easy. I'm happy you got a passion. I'm happy you care about things. Do it. I played Madden by myself every single year for the past. 18 years all right i know that would probably be out on your list and that's okay but actually longer than 18 i'm probably pushing like 25 at this point i mean again we're old as fuck all right um insensitive emails i mean obviously that was common uh with the john gruden thing no comment on any of that i mean mean, you don't want just a ridiculous thing to email from a company email more on bruce allen than anything but my god um and then the last one was old umps you got these old dumps out there just, you know, eyeing it the best they can and just missing crucial strike threes, you know, just like, I I think there's a problem where it's like when you're watching the ESPN broadcast and they just keep the strike zone thing up the whole time, like it's there permanently. I think that's kind of annoying. Let's just watch the game a little bit, but whatever that sucked. So who do you think's going to, well, I mean, Joe West is done. I suppose he could have milked it. I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't milk his farewell tour like like Coach K. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting a lot of gifts from that for that guy. Uh, <laughs> Good Friday bracketology. Let's go ahead and introduce a new segment. I'm very excited for this. It's called, and again, we've referenced it here earlier this episode. That's why we 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 said it were or it was some some Easter eggs. But the new segment is called You're Old as Fuck. Now, this is a callback, and this is inspired by the great comedian Craig Robinson, who's doing a terrific job peddling Pizza Hut pizzas. No one out pizzas the hut. Like he does that little bite thing. Uh, Craig Robinson in Knocked Up. He's the bouncer. If you've never seen Knocked Up, he's a bouncer. And uh, Debbie and the pregnant one, the, the one who's having the baby. Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl and Leslie Mann. Let's let's refer to them by their, their names. Leslie Mann <laughs> and Catherine Heigl are going up into this club, this very chic, fun, young club. Uh, and they go out to the bouncer. And Craig Robinson's like, I can't let you guys in. And he basically says, because you're old as fuck. I can't let you in because you're old as fuck. For this club, not, you know, for the earth. What? You old, she pregnant. Can't have a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. Your old ass should know better than that. Oh, God. So that's one of our favorite scenes. And it inspired this new segment called Your Old as Fuck. Now, how does it relate here? How does it apply to college basketball? Well, you know, when you sit back and you're reading Paul Biancardi and some of these other recruiting guys, Jonathan Gavoni, uh, you're, you're, you're looking at the boards, who's, who's going where, what senior in high school is, is popping off. And then you sort of see the names. You're like, wait a minute. Is this person related to this person that I watched growing up playing basketball? Like, is this the son of an NBA legend? Is this the nephew of like a Luke Longley or something? That is where we're at. So your first Name uh, that makes us feel old as fuck. Jameer Nelson Jr. Did you know that Jameer Nelson's kid is is playing college ball right now? No clue, but I vividly remember his college career. So Jameer Nelson Jr. started his collegiate career last year at George Washington, but is now at Delaware. And people forget that Jameer Nelson, the the father, was an all-star in 2009. That, That Orlando Magic team was a buzzsaw. Just ran up against against a great Lakers team and Kobe and and Powell, but Jameer Nelson Jr. Man, does that not make you feel old? That, that's keep me out of the club on that one. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and just finish it off real quick. I know we got a, a few 
a few segments, but I wanted to get back to where am I? I feel like this is something that you would love. Where am I? It's former BC basketball player, Joe Trapani. You have any idea where Joe is? Absolutely no clue. Great, great stretch for though. Yeah. Joe Trapani, actually, we have a very personal relationship. Uh, one year I, I went to visit the Shark at BC and we had to get some air that time in between uh, the games, right? Those That 40 minutes or so between the early games and the afternoon games. And we got some fresh air and I go in, in very drunk in my pajamas to Alumni Field, kick a field goal in my, in my pajamas. Uh, on the way there, we saw Joe Trapani. So that was a very pleasant experience. Very nice guy. But Joe Trapani right now is a senior account executive at indeed.com in Austin, Texas. So he's he's I'm sure he's selling ads or doing something for Indeed. By the way, that was a 42-yard field goal I think you had with your pants off, but but yeah, I mean I've always wondered like people that work for Indeed what if you apply to Indeed from Indeed, you know? It's a good point. What do you think that I mean, you could just call it inception. Does Indeed, Indeed advertise on Indeed? I can't imagine they would. And if you ask that to someone that worked at Indeed, would they respond with Indeed? Well, I've been trying to reach out to, I I would have loved to reach out to Joe Trapani. I mean, you know me. Uh, I, I'm just a DMing whore at this point, but Trapani doesn't have any contact information. Actually, you want you want to go through some of the list real quick of who I've DMed? Oh, let me give you, you some of these names. You want to air that out? <laughs> yeah, why not? Right. They haven't responded. These are guys that haven't responded. So uh, DM Dewan Summers, Irving Walker from Florida, the little point guard. He actually got back to me. He said, I'm busy. Let me get back to you. Haven't heard back since. I was on a bit of a Florida kick. I, I reached out to Canyon Barry. Uh, and then I sort of went the anchor route. I DM Dave Revson, who's anchoring the Big Ten Network. Marcus Page, that would have been a big whale to get. Uh Still waiting on a response. Harper Camp, who I referenced earlier in the in this program, Vander Blue, the former Marquette guy, uh, Cyril Langevine, remember him for University of Rhode Island? Reached out to him. Um, Nate Sestina from Kentucky. Wow, <laughs> you you are something else, my friend. It's called being shameless. Uh, all right, that was our preview episode we got hey just a few more weeks baby a few more weeks and then we're going to be talking real real college hoops regular season get excited enjoy your halloween be safe and we'll catch you next time here on theater and college hoops this is david Nevermind, and today's Nigga that was there from the beginning been with me before he even knew what being with me was Dog nigga just came